Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. And good Chodesh. Today is the second day of Rosh Chodesh. First day of Rosh Chodesh Adar Sheni. And tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Pekude. It is Shabbos Chazak. We complete the second Sefer of the Torah, Sefer Shmos. According to the Chinuch, there are no mitzvos in Parshas Pekude. What we have is the completion of the sanctuary. And let's remember what the Ramban says, that it's the completion of the sanctuary and the bringing of the Shechina down to literally the community of man and specifically the community of Israel, that this is what reflects our Geula, our redemption. I found an exciting verse that spoke to me, and I'm hoping that its lesson will be inspiring and challenging for all of us. The Torah tells us at the beginning of the second Aliyah, Sheni, Vayas Eso Ephod, that the Ephod, the apron, that the Kohen Godol wore, Bitzalel made, and he made it out of Zahav, gold, Tcheles and Argaman, all the other materials that um, he had. And then the Torah goes on to explain what was that about the gold. And if you look in Pasuk Gimel, this is in chapter 39, Pasuk 3, the Torah tells us, Vayirak'u espache hazav, that literally they hammered out the thin sheets of gold and the kitsates psilim, and they literally cut threads out of the gold in order to incorporate them into the turquoise, the purple, the scarlet wool, into the linen. Now this is something which the Ramban writes was nothing less than incredible. And he notes that this is really the only place where the Torah tells us how the material was made meaning that in all other areas, the Torah just says that they took the material. But here, they tell you how the material was made. Why? Because, he says, the Torah, Shesiper Bekad, the Torah tells us, This was a complete and total innovation which had never been done before, namely, to make threads out of metal. It was literally a wonder in their eyes that gold should be it should be spun as tzemer and pishtim, as wool and linen. Lasso's came. This was something that had never been done prior to this time. 
And Rashi goes on to explain how exactly it worked that the gold was incorporated together with the other materials. And I quote from the Rashi, and I translate to save time, but this is verse 3 in chapter 19. And here it teaches you how they would spin the gold with the threads of the other varieties of material of which the priestly garments were made. They would beat plates of gold thin, cut strands from them across the length of the plate so as to put those strands into a mixture with each variety of material in the Choshen and in the Aphod, about which of these two garments they are the ones which included gold. And Rashi then concludes, very important, there was one thread of gold intertwined with six threads of turquoise wool. And so with each variety of material, all of the various materials had six-fold threads, and the gold was a seventh thread with each one. Now the second half of the Pasuk reads that this gold was worked into Bisochatcheles, which is the turquoise wool, Bisoch Agarman, the purple wool, Bisoch Tolas Hashani, into the scarlet wool, Ubisoch Hashesh, and into the linen. Now, the Pasuk ends, Maasei Choshev, the work of an artist. Wow. Now, I would like to suggest that aside from a masterful physical activity, the Torah is teaching and suggests the Sam Derech a very powerful lesson. And that is as follows. Gold represents the highest standards, the highest accomplishments, be it in the realm of wealth, as we find at the very beginning of Pasha's Truma, where the Torah invites everyone to participate, and each on their level, Zohav, Kesef, and Choshes, those who have the best, the most, will give from the gold, the middle will be the silver, and the lower level is that of copper. Gold represents to this day, in the Olympics, the countries tell their teams, go for it and bring back the gold, the highest level. A person has golden character, gold. What is one to do with their gold? And the answer is, says the Torah so powerfully, four times, it is to be besoch atcheles, within, as we saw before, one of six other strands, together with the other threads which comprise, together with the turquoise wool. Besoch atcheles, besoch ha'argaman, within and into the purple wool, besoch tolas hashani, the scarlet, u besoch hashesh, and into and within 
the linen. The idea being, don't flaunt the gold, don't show off the gold, incorporate it as part of whatever else is there, so it should not be so conspicuous. Now, this idea as to how to live one's life in a non-conspicuous fashion, but rather in a more sonua fashion, in a more modest way, is indeed hinted at very strongly by our Torah at the beginning of the fifth book. There in Parshas Bamidbar, at the beginning of chapter 2, I'm sorry, there in the beginning of the book of Devarim, in the beginning of chapter 2, so Hashem says to Moshe, who in turn passes this on to the Jewish people, Rav Lochem, enough, Sov Eshahar Hazeh, you're encircling the mountain, Pinulachem Tzofono, which literally means turn towards the north. However, in Hebrew, the word Tzofon does not only mean one of the directions, north, but as we use it on the night of the Pesach to describe one of the last aspects of the Seder, the order of the evening, we have Sofun Borech. We eat the Afikomon, which is hidden. And Sofon, the play on word, says the Kleyakar, the Torah is teaching a lesson how the Jew is to survive, especially in Golos, that when he becomes successful, he should not flaunt it, especially in the eyes of the descendants of Esav, the Roman population, civilization. Why? Ki ein there's no people that's as jealous of the Jewish people as Esau. Because according to them, whatever we have is only stolen from them. And when they see our success, this agitates them, creates a great sense of jealousy. And too often, that is a direct cause of anti-Semitism and other horrific problems for the Jewish people. And therefore, he reminds us, the Kleyakar, that back in Parshas Miketz, Yaakov sends his sons down to Egypt when he says at the beginning of chapter 42, Lama Tisro'u, don't show off to the other peoples around you, to Esav and Yishmael, who at that time there were without food. You had food, but don't show it off to them. Conduct yourselves as if you don't, and therefore you too are to go down to Mitzrayim. But the lesson is very powerful. The lesson is don't flaunt. And therefore, the truth of the matter is 
this verse, which speaks about a technicality as to how they made the strands in the sanctuary for the special garments of the Kohen Gadol, is there to teach us not only about the making of a golden thread, but how to live a golden life. And indeed, every Mutzo'e Shabbat, as part of the verses of blessing that we say, beginning with V'yiten L'cha, we cite from the Gemara in Megillah 31a, which teaches in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Wherever we find, literally, the greatness of God, In that same place where you find the greatness of God, there you will find His humility, that Hashem conducts Himself in a most humble fashion. He does not flaunt his greatness. If anything, he always conceals his greatness and his miracles, except for the times where it's absolutely crucial for him to so do. And this, I believe, my friends, is a very powerful lesson that each and every one of us has to ask themselves on a most personal way. How am I fearing? How am I doing with the blessings that God has given me? Am I using these in a manner whereby it is besoch, it is within, it is not used to flaunt and to make other persons jealous, or, unfortunately, is it in a manner which can cause problems within and without our Jewish community. And that's why I heard from an uncle of mine, the late Rav Aaron Wiener. He said, based upon the Pasuk in the Aseris Adibros, in the Second Command, whereby the Torah says, You're not to make for yourself a carved image. Which means, literally, not to copy that which is in the heavens above or on the earth below. But he applied this very, very strongly to our everyday life. When it comes to matters of spirituality, you should always be looking higher. You should always realize there's somebody greater than me. I learn, somebody learns more. I try to do good, somebody does more. I should always be propelled to go for the gold, to go for the gold standard, to try to accomplish more. However, when it comes to the area of Gashmius, when it comes to the area of materialism, 
always look below you. Always look and realize how much you have compared to those who don't have as much. And therefore, that's going to help you in your delicate balance between going for the gold, having it, but make sure that as the Torah enumerates no less than four times that the gold is to be the soul. The gold was to be within. The gold was to be incorporated and not being flaunted. Four times the Torah reminds us of this in order to impress upon us that the gifts that we receive from on high are to be dealt with in a most sonua, in a most fashion, which represents the opportunity of man not to flaunt these gifts of God, but rather to conduct themselves in a most sonua fashion. Not easy, but it's a challenge that all and each and every one of us has to face and resolve. Shabbat Shalom to all.